Welcome to the What Now podcast. We are blessed to have you listening with us today. And now, here are our hosts, Justin Harkins and Denver Overstreet. All right, we want to welcome everyone to episode 10 of the What Now podcast. Uh, this week is going to be a little different. We got Denver that's going to do a sermon this evening. Hello. And, and, uh, and so we're going to record it and we're going to put, put Denver on the spot for sure. Uh, preaching God's word. Great. And, uh, it's going to be really good. Uh, before we get started, we're going to open up with some prayer. We're going to start making that, a uh, every podcast deal. So Denver, go ahead, man. Heavenly father, we just want to thank you for this day, Lord. And, we just come before you right now as we share your word, Lord, and I pray that you, your word just goes forth, Lord, and, and that it just pierces the hearts of the listeners and that, you know, that they come to you, Lord, and that this gives them hope and gives them encouragement, Lord, in their daily lives, and that really, Lord, it just gets them into your word and gives them a fire for you, Lord, and I just pray that you just continue, you know, to work on them, Lord, continue to work on us, too, and Lord, I pray that you that we just stay in your will, Lord, and I pray for everyone out there listening right now, Lord, that chains will be broken and that healing will take place. And Lord, I just lift up all the people right now that need healing. I want to say a specific prayer for Cheston Morgan. He is in the ICU right now, and um, he is not doing very well, Lord, so I just pray your healing hand over him, Lord. And I just lift up Lacey's mom, Lord, and also want to lift up Dana's family and, and some people that she's tied to as well, Lord. And I just want to lift up all these kids that are hurting, Lord. And I just, I pray your healing hand over them and I pray for peace and comfort in their lives in your heavenly and holy name. Amen. Amen. All right. To get started, uh, first of all, we would like to thank everybody that's been listening to the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you. We are blown away by the response and by the numbers that we see every week from every podcast. It's most definitely a blessing to me in Denver, for sure. I promise you Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And uh, with that being said, all the all the verses and everything that uh, Denver is going to preach about this evening will be in the show notes. And uh, so if you want to follow along in your word, please do. We encourage that. We've got some exciting things that's going to happen in 2024 with the podcast. Yeah. And uh, so you're going to have to stay tuned for uh, to hear some more of that. But with that being said, I want Denver to kind of give us a little bit of an overview of the sermon tonight, and uh, then we'll move on. So, uh, first of all, I want to tell everybody out there, lower your expectations. <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be my first sermon um, that's prepared and given from the pulpit, so to speak. And so, um, you know, I know God is in it, and I know He's with me, so... Um, it's going to be good, but I, I just want you to lower your expectations of me and put your expectations <laughs> on God and the message that he has, because I do believe that the message is actually, it's for everyone. It's for me included. It has stepped on my toes every time that I go over it yeah. and I, and I talk about it. It steps on my toes because it, it's really, it's real life. It's practical. And I hope that it'll help you all out there. Um, maybe, uh, look at yourselves in the mirror a little bit and, and yeah. see that you need some help. So that's really all I want to say about it. I don't want to give too much away. Okay. Well, so with that being said, we hope you all enjoy the message today and uh, thanks for listening and we will uh, catch you on the next one. Thanks. Thank you. So tonight we're going to be talking about accountability and accountability is taking responsibility for my actions and my words taking responsibility for my actions and my words. A lot of us that have been in addiction, we don't even understand what that is because we've played the victim our whole life. We have been and created a victim mindset. 
And a victim mindset is blaming everyone else for my actions and my words. Now I do understand that a lot of us have been a victim. There's no denying that. I was a victim when I was young of some sins of someone that left me abandoned and rejected. But that doesn't give me an excuse, nor does it give you an excuse to create victims, which is what we've all done at one point in time in our life. So, along with accountability, we're also going to talk about who holds you accountable, why they hold you accountable, and how they hold you accountable, and what accountability feels like according to the Bible. So, Hebrews 12.11 says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of peace and righteousness by those that have been trained by it. That word disciplined, some translations will say ch chastisement. But it's all accountability. So if you substitute in accountability for discipline, it's very awkward, it's uncomfortable, it's painful. It's because we've never had to deal with it in our lifetime. But what it can do, if you hold yourself accountable and you learn how to correct the behavior, it'll lead to freedom and growth, which is the peace and the righteousness in that verse. Who all in here wants peace? If you didn't raise your hand, you're, you're lying. <laughs> but we all want peace, and we all want joy. And the start of that is to take on accountability. So let's talk about the first person that holds you accountable. It's yourself, myself. 2 Corinthians 13.5 says, examine yourselves. And later on it says, test yourselves. Lamentations 3.40 says, let us examine our ways and test them and then return to the Lord. Let's talk about examining ourselves for a minute. Examining yourself means to look in the mirror and realize that you're the problem. And that I'm the problem. It means to realize that just because someone says something negative to you doesn't mean it needs a negative response. It doesn't mean just because you have experienced trauma in your lifetime and in your childhood means that you can create trauma in someone else's lifetime and childhood. Quick story. When I was in prison over at Sayre, Oklahoma, after Jesus Christ came and delivered me from the craving of drugs and alcohol, I asked him what was next. And he came down and gently spoke to me and said, you need to forgive your mom. And I told him in that moment, I can't do that. The pain was too deep. And he came in and spoke very gently and said, you're doing the exact same thing to your son that your mom did to you. Let that soak in for a minute. I was a victim of her selfishness. But then I was creating a victim in my own son because of my selfishness. And if I would have continued that behavior, what would have ended up happening was he would have made a victim out of his son. And then his son would have made a victim out of his son. 
And now what you have is a generational curse of addiction and victim mentality and toxic behavior. So I said, okay, the buck stops with me. I refuse to make a victim out of my son any longer. So I started to look myself in the mirror. And I realized, man, most of the things that have happened in my life are my fault. They're my fault. No one else's. No one put a gun to my head and made me take drugs. And most of you, they didn't you either. We chose to do those things. We chose to drink. So I got a question for each one of you to think about. What is something in your life right now that you're holding on to? Because see, accountability also has to come with forgiveness. Because what you don't understand is that that person that hurts you, you're allowing them to hold you captive because you won't forgive them. That person that hurt you 20 years ago, they don't care if they hurt you or not. But they are holding you captive because you won't let it go and you won't forgive. And that's not on them any longer. That's on you. So I advise you, start learning how to forgive. I'll tell you what I did. So after he told me that I needed to forgive my mom, I set some daily goals up in my rack. And the first one was to pray. The second one was to read my Bible. And the third one was to forgive my mom. Every day I woke up, I looked at that list, and I said, Mom, I forgive you. Lord, help me forgive my mom. And it's a process. It takes time. If you look at that verse, it says, later on, however. Well, that later on means in the future. It doesn't mean that it's going to happen overnight. It's something that you have to practice. And I look at accountability a lot like a staircase. It looks big. It looks long. It looks like it's impossible to climb. But it's one step at a time. It's a process. You can't go to the next step without stepping on that first step. And that first step is actually getting out of your denial that you're not the problem and accepting the fact that you're the problem in your own life. The second step is to accept the fact that you can't change anything that's happened in your past and that it's time to move on. Then that third thing is to start the forgiveness. Because without forgiveness, you won't get anywhere. You'll stay stuck, imprisoned in your feelings, in your mind, and your heart will never be open to Jesus the way that it needs to be if you don't forgive. Now, after you've learned how to hold yourself accountable, let's talk about the next person to hold you accountable. People. You need people in your life to hold you accountable. You need to allow people to hold you accountable. Because people see things that you don't see. They see little defects of character that you can't see. But you have to allow those people in in order for that to happen. You know, there was a quick story. There was a time where I was sitting in church and I was with my future wife and and our kids, and 
something happened, and um, I kind of, I acted out a little bit, and, you know, she didn't say anything to me in church, but after church, whenever we got back to her house, she laid into me. She told me, basically, about myself, and I couldn't do anything but just sit there and take it, because she was right. She was right. And that's the thing. You need people in your life to hold you accountable, but you also need to listen to them. Because 90% of the time, they're right. She's harder on me than anyone else in my life. But that's because she expects more out of me than anyone else, as she should. And I expect more out of myself. Because if I set my bar here, instead of setting it here, I'm cutting myself short. And I'm not leaving any room to grow because I don't want to. James 5.16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. That's a beautiful verse of how, why you need people and how they can hold you accountable and why. Because if you look at that, if you look at that phrase, it says, may be healed. It's not the one word. Maybe, meaning doubtful. It's two words, maybe, meaning will, absolute. So you need someone in your life that you can go to, that you can talk to, and they can tell you what you're doing wrong. But they can also pray for you and guide you in the right direction. You know, if you've got some built-up anger, you've got some built-up trauma in your life that you can't let go, find someone in your life that you can go talk to. Let them pray for you. Let them show you and help you how to get over that trauma. If you're in the 12 steps or you're in a program, there's people that are leading those things, and they're there for a reason. They are there to lead you and guide you and hold you accountable when you need it. I know in my own life, if someone tells me over and over and over and over the same thing again and again, I might ought to look in the mirror and see where I need help. If someone is telling you something again and again and again, you might want to take a step back and look at yourself and see where you're coming up short. There's also hope in this, though. You can fix it. That's the great thing. You can fix it, but it's up to you. I have to fix my problems every day. Every time that she holds me accountable for something, I have to look myself in the mirror because all she's trying to do is help me be the best version of myself that I can possibly be. Allow people to hold you accountable. Because we all need accountability in order to grow. You will never make it in recovery without accountability. You will never make it in recovery without accountability. Ever. So, after you've started holding yourself accountable, after you've started allowing people to hold you accountable, the third one is going to be God, the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. I want you all to understand something. Jesus Christ was held accountable for your sin and my sin while he was sitting up on the cross. And that man did not sin not one time. He did not deserve to go to the cross for each one of us, but he humbled himself and did it anyway. He was held accountable for every one of our sins. 
when he was getting beaten, whipped, hit, spit on, mocked, a crown of thorns put on his head, the nails driven through his hands, the nail driven through his heel, and then his feet being nailed to the cross. It was for you and for me. But the man didn't deserve it. You and I are the thief and the robber on the cross that deserve to be there. Jesus Christ never committed not one sin on this earth. And he humbled himself. And was held accountable for all of our sins. And if you want to really take a good look at how to break the victim mindset, look at what Jesus did while on the cross. While he is getting crucified on the cross, he looked up to the Father and said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's our trauma. That's the person that hurts you. That's your shame and guilt being nailed to the cross. If Jesus Christ can forgive everyone that hurt him when that man didn't deserve it, you can forgive who hurt you. But it's going to take time. There's another story of Stephen of the book of Acts. He's a believer in Jesus Christ. And this is right after Jesus has ascended back to heaven and he's preaching Jesus around Jerusalem and the surrounding cities. And because he was preaching Christ, they drug him out of the city and put him on his knees and laid his clothes in front of a man named Saul. And he was there for blasphemy. That was his charge. And blasphemy in those days you get stoned. Death by stoning. So Saul looked at the citizens of Jerusalem and gave them the okay to start stoning Stephen. But as Stephen, who was a man and a regular human being just like me and you, was getting stoned outside the city of Jerusalem, he looked up to the Father and he said, Forgive them, for they know not what they do. This man was getting stoned for believing in Jesus Christ and was being held accountable for what? For believing in Jesus? And getting stoned to death for believing in Jesus. That's how you break the victim mindset and you take on accountability. Forgiveness. It's the key. God holds every one of us accountable and disciplines us because He loves us. In Hebrews 12, He says that He disciplines us as children... And that we, if we are disciplined by the Father, we are true sons and daughters. But if you are not, then you are not true sons and daughters. You are not legitimate. So if Jesus, if the Holy Spirit is convicting you of something that maybe you need to let go, or maybe some things that you have said, it's only because He loves you and He's holding you accountable for what you're doing and He wants you to change. Another quick story. There was one night, me and my future wife got into a little argument, and she, uh, we got into an argument, and I raised my voice a little bit and said some things that she didn't like, 
And so after it was over, she looked at me and she said, I don't like the way you were talking to me. <laughs> now, let me tell you all something. At, at first, I was like, are you serious? You know, like you started it. There's no way. Right. But that's the victim mindset. So we separated and I walked off. And uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, go apologize. Now, I literally told the Holy Spirit, no. <laughs> I said, I'm not going to apologize because she started it, and she's the reason why I was saying and doing what I was doing. Uh-oh. Victim mindset. When in reality, just because she started it doesn't give me the right to act and say whatever I want. It's just not how it works. So, after I told the Holy Spirit no, he so gently said, go apologize. That's my daughter, and she's your responsibility. And at that moment, I got up and I went and apologized. I said, honey, I'm sorry, and I'll do better. What I want you all to see in that is that I was allowing her to hold me accountable. I was allowing God to hold me accountable. And I was holding myself accountable. Now, even though I fought to not want to be held accountable, and I still had the victim mindset, what I did was I broke that victim mindset by taking action and going and apologizing and telling her I would do better. And that's how you break the victim mindset. You take action. You stop thinking that it's everyone else's fault. When in reality... Your actions and your words are your responsibility and your fault. So, what is something tonight that somebody's holding on to? Some unforgiveness that needs to be let go of. Maybe someone hurt you in your past and you can't get over it. Or, maybe it's your own shame and guilt. Because of the people, your loved ones that you've hurt. That was my biggest problem. Was the shame and the guilt of putting my son in the same position that I had been in. But let me tell you something. Jesus Christ is here for you. He loves you. And he can set you free from it. He can set you free from it. But you need to rely on him and ask him. But then you got to put in some work because he's not going to do it all for you. He expects you to work on yourself because he wants you to be the best version of yourself that you can be. Accountability. It's a harsh word, but it's a must in recovery. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord, and I'm just so thankful to, and I'm honored to be up here, Lord, and to be able to speak a message that you had given to me, Lord. And I pray for everyone out here in this, in this room right now, Lord, and that they just come to you, Lord, and that they, and that they, when they seek you, that you just come near them, Lord, and that you heal them of everything that they need to be healed of, Lord. I pray that this may be touched one person, Lord, and it helped them in their recovery or maybe in their life, and I just pray that. You just come in their life, Lord, and you do supernatural healing and that chains will be broken and that strides will be made tonight 
because of what you had to say. In your heavenly and holy and mighty name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that you've enjoyed listening. We look forward to many more episodes. Please feel free to like, share, or invite your friends and family to join us. God bless and have a great day.